Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. We're back, baby. It's the Horns Up talking at Texas podcast. Fisher Disciples, DJ, Nikki, Snacks, Kreider. We're going to get into recruiting. We're going to get into another position group battle as we head to the Sugar Bowl, New Year's Day versus the Washington Huskies. We're going to talk running backs, the running backs, y'all. But first and foremost, Mr. President, we got him. Kobe Black, five star defensive back, is coming to the University of Texas at Austin. After a fake out, we thought he was going to maybe pick AM, where he, he faked us out, fake, faked AM out, and then he went with a double back Georgia reverse uh, and, and threw the Texas hat on, gave an old big hook him. And now we have another five star to our recruiting class, and what should be in you know, a really exciting transfer portal class with Trey Moore crystal ball to us, Edge, like Nick and I were talking about from UTSA yesterday, uh, Matthew Golden, wide receiver, now f- officially crystal ball to us, wide re- um, from Houston, like we discussed. And Makuba's taking his visit, uh, defensive back from Clemson. He's also on our radar, but another great get for Sark and Co., who are, you know, double dipping and doing double time as they prepare for the college football playoff and, and, and stay hot in the recruiting trail. Kobe Black, about damn time. Yeah. I mean, come on. He was crystal ball to us all season long. So to me, I don't understand like what takes these guys so long to make their decision. It, he's it seems like he's been known he's gonna be a longhorn since day one. Him and Colin Simmons have been very vocal with each other. Um, you know, they've met, you know, obviously playing football together in, in, in high school in Texas and all American games and seven on seven tournaments and all that good stuff. But um, I don't know what takes so long at the, at this point. I mean, it's it's nice that he can finally sport the burn orange and put on the hat and probably, um, you know, be a, a, an early enrollee next next semester, um, along with Colin Simmons. But um, business is business. And, and now we're ready to roll. Still a couple of other big targets on the radar. You know, you mentioned uh, Xavier Phillipsum, who's could be flipping from Florida to us. That'd be a huge get. Another five-star defensive back coming in to the secondary that I think we feel like is the weakest part of our team right now. If we really had to break it down, I think the second, just because of youth, you know, at the end of the day, there are some transfers. We mentioned Larry uh, Turner Gooden is, is transferring out. Um, you know, we have youth with Brooks and with uh, Muhammad and of course, Derek Williams, like those are all young cats. So you, know, you can never get enough guys, but you know, we, we talked about Makuba as well from Clemson coming over. I think that'd be a really good uh, pinnacle of our defense to kind of anchor down a young secondary, a guy with some good experience from the Austin area who's played mm-hmm. significant time for a big university. Um, we need something like that, but you know, all is good right now in recruiting space. I mean, hopefully we land these other big fish, for me, I mean, I, I think I'm more excited about the transfer portal more than anything just because these guys are ready to go. You know, at the end of the day, like we might not see Kobe Black hit the field till sophomore season. I mean, maybe he sees a couple of snaps here and there. Obviously, it happened with Malik Muhammad and we see Anthony Hill. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, I, we know the guys who are transferring in, like Trey Moore and like Makuba, they're ready to play day one. They're ready to be starters and, and you know, vie for uh, SEC all-conference teams. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I thought 
you know, interestingly, when asked about the decision, Kobe did admit that he knew he was going to Texas before his senior season even started. So I think it's just a matter of uh, whatever you want to do it on the big stage. You wanting to wait, you know, for early signing day, you wanted to, you wanted to get a little bit closer to that going into this before we, uh, before he officially committed to the university of Texas, we were ranked the a number 11th class uh, by two, four, seven. So I expect that we will jump up um, at least into the top 10 after this signing, but um, we'll see, we'll see where they have us after the fact, but you know, I, I know that Sark and the consistency and leadership that he brings in, in us not having many changes, right. Going into bowl season, going into the college football semifinal, going to the sec, the fact that we have, the majority of our coaches still with us um, and presumably into next season, I think makes a big difference. And obviously I think, you know, we, we would, uh, we would pick Sark in the room versus any of the other teams that, that Kobe black had out there. You know, I like Dan Lanning a lot, right. I'm sure he's really good in the room and, and so are his guys, but when the kids from Texas, you know, it, it's a tough sell to go to Eugene and obviously A&M has been in tor- turmoil. So I, I like that we're taking advantage of the guys that are in our backyard. Yeah, and I think that to answer your guys' point of why wait, I think you know we're seeing it kind of in Florida. You you bring up Xavier Felsen, who's been with the Gators pretty much his entire recruitment and has been very vocal. Um, but now all of a sudden, in the last month, his recruitment's opened back up, and he's crystal ball to us. DJ Lagway, another Texas kid, actually a quarterback, one of the top quarterbacks in the class. He, you know, has been a Florida Gator this entire, you know, recruitment, but he has opened it back up. And I think some of these guys want to wait and see how the season goes and what direction these programs are going in. And if you're Kobe Black and you look at our program, yes, you know, we have a lot of young guys in the defensive side of the the football. We don't know if we'll see him, but maybe we could. Because who are the guys we've been highlighting? Like Malik Muhammad, that's a freshman. Brooks is a sophomore. You know, Derek Williams is a freshman. The best player plays for the Texas Longhorns. The toughest place to crack, like we've been saying, is the wide receiver room because he really just runs those three guys. But outside of that, like if you're a freshman and you, and especially on the defensive side of the football, and you can contribute and you can play and and you're good, like he he is going to play you. So I think Kobe Black looked at that coach Gideon, I'm sure was, you know, a big part of it and defensive back he's having been there and all the recruiting recruitment we have going on. He's like, like Toss said, he's a homegrown kid. We know like how Nick and Toss and I have Quan, we've all four been saying for pretty much the entirety we've done this podcast, you have to win your backyard. And so this was, this was paramount. We got this guy, but it's tough to take him, yeah. take him away from us, especially with, you know, sec A&M on the down um, Baylor on the down. There's not a lot of great football going on in Texas outside of us. Yeah, I can't take another uh, Texas kid going to Ohio State or something like that. True. Ohio State, because we've seen that so many times. I mean, you look at, um, you know, Garrett Garrett Wilson, you know, that Mm -hmm. was a guy from Lake Travis who went to Ohio State. You know, Jackson Smith and Jigbo's from Rockport. You know, like these these guys shouldn't be going to other states. I understand if we lose the battle against A&M or even OU, but like if you're from Texas and you have these huge blue blood programs, you know, calling for you. There's no reason why. And now I don't think we will as much because we're so, so competitive. We're going to the SEC, but I understand why guys wait if they're committed to a school like Florida where there's turmoil, right? They've, they've changed coaches a couple of years. Um, you know, obviously they're under 500 missing a bowl game. Like that, that makes sense, right? Because you don't know the trajectory of what your program is going to be like, you know, you want to win ultimately when you're here with Texas being so good this season for me, I just didn't wonder why Kobe black didn't announce it sooner because it was very clear what our trajectory was. But, um, but you're right. And at the end of the day, like 
if you're a player that's you know rated in the top 50 right five-star player with tremendous talent that's you know that is confident in their own ability you know you're going to play at some point you know mm -hmm. if, you, if you're really true to who you are and you've got the the skills and you've got the confidence you're going to play and it shouldn't matter where you go so at the end of the day um you know i think he made i mean obviously he made the right decision we're longhorns and we, we think that but um it's just good to to you know check that off the list and you know focus our attention now on on the guys that can contribute again next year Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I was just going to add in there and it's, it's not mm. just about, I mean, being the best team in Texas means so, so much because there's so yeah. many recruits that come out of that pipeline. Um, but continuing that success as we go to the sec and obviously something that, that we're going to talk about a lot in the off season, once we get through the college football semis and hopefully to the college football championship. Um, but you know, TCU gets there last year and then they have a bad year following it up. And now currently that, you know, just mentioned two, four, seven, we're number 11 right now. They're number 29. They were number 26 in the 2023 class. So they've, they've gotten docked, you know, a, a few points here because they're not able to sustain the product on the field. And I think recruits take note of that. Right. And so mm -hmm. Kobe watching us do our thing this year, winning the big 12 championship and obviously getting to the college football semifinal is a big part. I imagine in why he was able to stamp that approval to the university of Texas. And we're happy to have him. And yeah, like you said, Josh, like he's certainly probably going to be in the mix on special teams. Uh, just from the onset, I would imagine Best player right? plays. Yeah. So it's how it is, he, man. I, yeah, I expect him to be a guy that's in the mix. We're going to have a lot of young guys playing next year. Cause we have a lot of upperclassmen that are going to go to the league and just a lot of guys that are going to the league in general. So, uh, Toss, where did you say we moved up to in two four sevens rankings? We were at 11. I, I was saying I expect us to be in the top 10 after. Got it. Because on this. on three, I don't know where we were before today, but they moved us. Actually, we were at number eight on on three's rankings, and now we're number six. Okay, cool. There you go. I mean, that's that's great. But I I'm with, I think I stand with you, Nick. I care more about the transfer portal almost than yeah. I do. And you know what's nice as well about the transfer portal is that we're not a team that's going out looking for one of these quarterbacks that are that are shuffling. I mean, I feel like that's such a scramble right now for universities. They're focusing so much of their attention on the guy that's going to be their field general. And I mean, it's nice that Dylan Gabriel committed early for Oregon, but you know, there's some there's some big fish still out there. You know, Cam Cam Ward still hasn't made his decision yet. Uh, is, it, is it Dante uh, Moore? Moore? from ucla hasn't made his decision yet i mean miami's heavily in the mix for those guys uh you know wisconsin finally got their guy van dyke um yeah. riley but, leonard went to notre dame yeah riley leonard notre dame um but i mean like there's so many guys that are out there and it's nice that we have our quarterback room kind of figured out already for the most part and yeah. uh, we don't have to be in the mix for these for these big name quarterbacks yeah i think there's a lot up in the air in our quarterback room but i don't think it's all bad you guys are right like you know oh, yeah, in a good way yeah, and NC State got Grayson McCall from Coastal Carolina. You mentioned Van Dyke going from Miami to Wisconsin. Nebraska is firmly in the mix for Kyle McCord, and they're going to try to nab Julian Fleming, um, who was the former literally number one overall. At least back in the portal again, looking like Florida State. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. They're, they're, they're you know, and the other uh, uh, Aiden Chillis, the other you know quarterback from Oregon State with their coach going to Michigan State. It makes sense of those guys leaving. And if DJ can go to, you know, Florida State, head back to the ACC where he's comfortable and he was fine at Oregon State, but hopefully he could take that next step up if he does go to FSU. You know, maybe not be the quarterback we all thought he was when he was a five-star coming out, but still be competitive. Dante Moore is from the Detroit area, so they're looking at Michigan for him. Um that's a pretty good fit, but there's still like D Dylan Rayola who's, you know, the top quarterback in the class in the high school. He's probably going to flip from Georgia to Nebraska. 
you know, and another potential big get for Nebraska, the Cornhuskers, who are looking to get McCord from Ohio State with Julian Fleming pairing, and then also nab uh, Dylan Rayola. And I, I think I know we're like kind of smirking and you know laughing at Nebraska and Matt Rule, but they went five and seven last year, and they lost. I think at one point they were five and three, and they lost their last four games by a combined sixteen points. They are not far out of the mix. I know it's going to get a lot tougher with oh, USC. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not smirking because of Nebraska. I just I just think it's interesting that they have so many different guys in that room. And you just know at the end of the day, like these guys are, this is not going to be their final stop. You know I mean? Obviously they're, they're all guys that want to make it to the league and that were highly recruited. Um, it doesn't make a ton of sense for me in my mind for, for real. I mean, I mean like George's, top of the game right now. I mean, obviously they're, they're missing the the playoffs, <laughs> but you know, they're still good. I mean, they're going to be right there in the mix next year. Yeah, go play behind Beck for one year. And then you're the yeah. start of the following year. I, it's a, it's a clear path to me. That's it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially with Brock Vandergraaf, the former recruit top five rec- uh, recruit from, from Georgia, he's now going to Kentucky in the transfer portal. So that, right. that opens it up there. I just, you never know where money talks, man. Right. And maybe he feels like, and that rule is, Say what you will about him in the NFL. He's a heck of a college football coach. I and mean, there's one thing for sure that's proven. He knows how to turn a program around. Um, and officially, I, officially, we have been moved to number six on 247. So we, oh, we did crack the top head, top 10. We went from 11 to Sixes. six. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Huge show. Uh, Cosby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the big six. I, I think that, I don't know. I, I think Georgia being a quarterback there is kind of weird. Like stars don't matter. Your recruitment doesn't matter. He rides whoever he feels puts him puts that team in the best position, whether it be Beck, whether it be Bennett. Like Vanagraf was supposed to be the guy, and he was supposed to be the next big thing. And I don't think Kirby Smart cared, and he didn't. They didn't miss a beat really with Beck to Bennett. Like, yes, they missed the playoffs, but they had one loss in the last thirty games. Like, they're obviously an incredible program and in a, in a borderline dynasty, you know, um, in, in the college football space. So I, I could understand that level of uncertainty, that level of you know. Uh, next man up and like you know juggernaut and there's the whole room's talented and that kind of pressure or he can go to a school like nebraska and kind of you know resuscitate that program and, and be the guy on campus you know and and trust in matt rule who's gotten teams back from the dead like like i said so i i it's a little bit of a head scratcher yes but to play devil's advocate i could kind of see where he's going with that decision but there's other guys i mean old miss princely uh, the, the name I'm not going to try to say that Nick valiantly <laughs> attempted yesterday, the edge from Florida. He's, he's looking like he's now going to Ole Miss, a guy, unfortunately that was looking like he was going to go to us. Juice Wells, wide receiver, South Carolina. He's crystal ball to Ole Miss as well. So Lane Kiffin, a veteran in the college football space understands the importance of the transfer portal, uh, and, and how massive those implications are. Yeah. Uh, I, there's just, there's a lot of wide receivers out there, obviously. Sure, and I, and I don't want to just take some guys to take some guy. You know what I mean, I want this yeah. to be the right fit because at the end of the day, we do have a pretty nice class coming in of guys who are at the wide receiver position. I mean, Ryan Wingo right away can be a contributor. We, mm-hmm. we already know we're super high in John Tay Cook. We've got guys within the program as well. Um, I don't want to just take a guy to take a guy. You know what I mean? Where it just yeah. creates a little bit more of a, a position battle. I mean, at the end of the day, like we said, best man plays, but – you know, it sucks to see a guy like Isaiah Naor who transfers over from Washington. We were super high on, or sorry, Wyoming. We were super high on. Obviously, has an injury, so that's something that's out of everyone's control. But now transferring again because he didn't see enough snaps. Case Kane didn't see enough snaps. Um, it's it is the nature of the beast. But I don't want to just go after guys to go after them. I need them to be the right fit. I need them to be bought into to Texas and 
to honestly fit this offense the right way. You know, I, I think we want more speedsters, you know, more guys that can beat you deep, you know, not just, you know, throwing a guy out there that's got great stats who, you know, might just be pretty one dimensional and in certain conferences. Yeah. Um, I do like the kid from Houston that we're going after. Um, what's it? Burks from Purdue. I mean, obviously committed to OU already. I thought we were in on him, but that was a pretty quick commitment. Um, Juice Wells, as you mentioned, but uh, I think was it Landon Humphreys from from uh, Vandy. Vandy went to Georgia. So uh, there's you know, guys that are dropping off, but there's guys that'll come still. Yeah. Like I, I, I think Brown's one to look at maybe from USC. Yeah, I, I think we have to keep in mind a couple things. Like we got AD Mitchell late. Like he had won a national championship, and we were like, wait a second, this guy's available. Wait a second, he's coming to us. Like that unfolded all pretty quickly. Like he. He did what he had to do at Georgia. I'm not saying, you know, we're going to get one of the guys yeah, from Washington. Probably no Roman Dunze wants to stay next yeah, year. <laughs> yeah. Well, if Jalen McMillan, if we lose, if Washington loses, right, and, you know, Michael Penix Jr. is gone and Quinn Ewers decides to come back or Arch Manning's that where Quinn Ewers plays himself to the NFL, and I think that's the reason why Malik Murphy's actually not entered the portal aside from wanting to win a national championship with us, you know, and, and be on that roster and get that experience and, and be a great teammate. Um, I think, you know, he still believes, like many of us believe, Quinn can play himself into the first round of the NFL draft still with these two final games. So I think a lot of teams want to see how our quarterback room unfolds maybe before jumping in and see how their own rooms unfold. And again, like you never know who guys can be. Like we all thought A.D. Mitchell was going to be great, but do we think he was going to be a first-round talent? I don't think so. Like this is a real – he's really made that jump. Keon Coleman, who from Florida State was – You guys State. had him as our MVP of the season. The other had them as the offensive player of the year. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. You never know what these guys can do in, in, in this system. I mean, Keon Coleman out of FSU right now, he was at Michigan State last year. He was a big transfer too. Like guys move and they transfer, and, and sometimes a lot of the time it's for the best. Like look at all these quarterbacks, you know, Knicks, Daniels, and Penix Jr. there at the Heisman. They're all transfer guys. So uh, even our guy is a transfer guy technically, he, even though he didn't really suit up for Ohio State. I think it's really exciting. I'm, I'm curious to see where Cam Ward ends up. Um, the, the these two guys, I forget their names, that cover the guys, say the Buckeyes have their guy and they know who they're going to get, which you know, people think it's Arch Manning. I don't think obviously Arch is going anywhere. Um, but he's already confirmed they're staying. Yeah, I, I think I think they, they'll probably nab Cam Ward, who will ultimately be the top guy, right? In, 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 in the quarterback group, it's a really strong quarterback group, and I completely agree with y'all that we. It's a nice feeling to know that that's not a pocket we have to dip into um, and, and throw some money at these guys and yeah. we could spread it elsewhere. And Trey Moore, you know, I, I tweeted out from our account, Moore, Simmons, Baron Sorrell, Hill, like all these guys going after the quarterback next year. How many sacks can that group get rotating in and out? It could be crazy if we get Trey yeah. Moore from UTSA. Yeah, for sure. It was interesting. Uh, I think we posted a, a clip of this show from a fellow Believe show, the Believe in Buckeyes had Urban Meyer on. Josh, you you posted uh, a clip that, of, of Urban talking about Texas, and he thinks that they're the best team in the country right now on Twitter. Um, go check that clip out. But later in the show, he was talking about how, you know, he doesn't really like the transfer portal, and that's part of the reason why he's not coaching right now um, or, or, you know, aiming to get another job in college football as we know he could, if he really wanted to, right. I know he left on bad terms with the Jacksonville Jaguars and things happened there, but talking college football, we're talking to Urban Meyer, the guys won two multiple championships at two different universities and also um, got Utah to a place where I think they've been able to consistently play high level college football after his tenure there. Um, 
but it was interesting because he was talking about if you have all these guys in the portal, like it's important to nab these guys, but you have to develop. And it's about that next man up mentality. You have to keep guys from year one and grow them into players year three who can start and who can make a difference when you're talking about championship level teams. And I, I think it's just as important to keep the guys that you bring in. We're talking about Coach Sark, and, and that's why we're building a winning culture, right? We've talked about with Quan so many times this season. And I just thought it was really apt. Like the portal is really important, but you're right, Nick. Like it's such a luxury that we don't have to spend all of our time in the portal going for a QB. And we can save that time, effort, and energy in those conversations for other guys that are more supplementary pieces, right? Who are just kind of cherries on top to the already established structure and roster that we built by keeping guys here, by growing them, by getting them better, by developing them, which is something that at least for the longest time, since we've been doing this podcast, like the development in the last two years is off the charts from what we've seen guys do and who they've become uh, this yeah. past season, right? Five years ago, seven years ago, we weren't developing anybody. They were getting to the pros. They were being fourth, fifth round, sixth round draft pick or on draft. And they pick, were good. And then so, making an impact because it, they it, were talented. It's interesting. I feel like a lot of what Transfer Portal has presented in the landscape of college football is very similar to how young high school basketball players open their recruitment up when they decide to forego going to a college and go to like Ignite, you know, the G League and and maybe even going overseas, right? Because let's say you play sophomore, junior year, and you know, you're at a school like UTSA or you're at a school like JMU, right? JMU has an all American this year. Like they, those guys want to get the best development possible their next season for them to be able to go to the NFL and get as much money as possible and be a first round draft pick. You know, it's yeah. not a lock that Trey Moore is even drafted in the first three rounds next year, you know, in, in the NFL draft. But if he develops his talent at Texas with, with uh, Bo Davis, like we know Bo Davis has been able to do with our with our linemen this year and, and Sark and be in a winning program on the center stage where you're going to have so many eyes on you in the national media, you might be a first-round draft pick. And so yeah. it's just kind of a, a new way of, of thinking about how guys want to take their future seriously, right? You want to use this as a stepping stone to get to the next level. And like we've been saying this all show long, all season long, that the perfect scenario for this was A.D. Mitchell. Right. It's a two-time national championship might be a three-time once all said and done, but was he going to be in a first round? Was he going to be a second? Was he going to be a third round pick? You know, if he if he hadn't come with us and, pl and played with us, maybe not. No, yeah. I mean like and I think the, I, you're in the, the national last thing spotlight. I'll say is, yeah, you're right, absolutely, Josh. He's in the national spotlight. He he probably would have been right. And what I mentioned, I think last week when we did our MVPs, was that two years ago, Ad Mitchell was a contributor at Georgia. Right? It's not like. This guy was in a, a bad position. He won two national championships in a row and then decided to transfer. So it takes the right kid going into the right program for everything to work. Like there's so many QBs that are going all over the place. And we've already seen that there, we, how many three, how many two time transfer QBs do we play this year? I think we played two, right? And we at least played JT Daniels. And guess what? Yeah, the guy, the guy's not, he retired. He's not going to the pros. And it's no knock on him, but sometimes that much change curbs your development, right? It makes it, it makes it that much harder. And you have to, you have to be the right type of guy mentally and be going into a situation that wants you to flourish. Um, I understand chasing the bag. Sometimes you have no other, no other option. And, and I guess maybe your hand gets forced a little bit, but the big league money is always going to be more than any sort of NIL college money at the end of the day. Yeah. hundred percent. And like, look, 
I'm not saying we've been on a lock. Like I, Isaiah Nair, like he he flopped for us, unfortunately, in the transfer portal, and he's going back in. But I feel like we've had good success. Don't the, you think, though, the, if he stayed, he would have been a guy that was utilized next year in a, in a capacity that made him look like a pretty damn good receiver? I, that's how be, I feel. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think we've missed on the transfer portal, to be honest. Like, Quinn, outside of that. But I think you were him, you look at the guys that are coming in next year, and you have to evaluate for yourself. Like, sure. I have to compete with these freshmen who are five stars who are healthier than I am, you know? So that, that's what I say point. about the mental The mental thing is, like, be that, be that guy who's a – a dog and is like, I don't care that you're a five. So I'm going to beat you out. You're going to take my job, you know? And yeah, and it's just not as many kids these days because you have the, the ability to transfer. Like they don't have that mindset anymore. And it's something that is lost a little bit. Right. And it's the same thing you're talking about with the, the high school basketball thing is a very apt comparison because just cause you're going to the G league and you're talented enough to do it. Doesn't mean it's going to translate well to being a good NBA player just straight up. Yeah. No, not at all. I mean, like, look, Ron Holland, like a guy who was committed to us, he's struggling like crazy in the G League. He's not shooting the ball well, like, unfortunately. And, and now he's not a top three draft prospect no. on most people's board. He's fallen to like seven, eight. So, yeah, it, it, yeah. You, you look, you're, nothing is guaranteed in sports. We know that all the time. I just really think, like, even Gavin Holmes, who hasn't been amazing for us this year. Sorry. <laughs> Excuse me, guys. The good things coming threes. Um, even Gavin Holmes, who hasn't been amazing for us this year out of Wake Forest from the transfer, like he's still been pretty strong and, and he's contributed. Ryan Watts, the guy we talked about, he's he's a massive piece for us. Ohio you know, State. Ohio State, yeah. Keelan Robinson, like we forget he's been with us a while, Damn. but he's he's a Bama transfer. Like it, it really matters, and we don't need Trey Moore, to be honest. Like we don't. We have Burke, we have Hill, we have we have Simmons coming in, we have Baron Sorrell, we have four guys who are going to be on the roster that are good at getting the quarterback, good at getting the quarterback. But those 14 sacks will definitely come in handy, and he'll be great in the rotation, and he'll be in the spotlight if he comes to us. And who knows? Like maybe he is our 80 Mitchell of the year, but we're like, all right, 80 Mitchell will be our third guy behind, you know, behind Whittington, behind, uh, you know, Worthy. And now we're sitting here like, okay, he's our best offensive player outside of Quinn, maybe, maybe better than Sanders. Like Trey Moore could be like, all right, like Hill and Burke and Sorrell and Simmons ahead of him, and he'll he'll rotate in. He could be our best defensive player next year, and he could be a guy that a massive reason we're successful in the SEC and compete with like like look as good as Simmons is, and Hill is still young, and Burke is big, but he's still young. Like this guy has serious experience, and we're going to a serious conference with a lot of professional offensive linemen, more so than we had in the Big Twelve. Like we really need a professional, a pro college player in the mix, and I think Trey Moore is a, is a big piece, and I think he knows what he can bring in that capacity. So I think that's the next guy up on our radar. Um, we could do position groups next time because you know we've done our whole recruiting dance here. And Kobe Black, welcome to the Forty Acres. We're pumped to have you. You're joining a great room. You're joining a great staff and a great program who has championships on their horizon. You know, hopefully in the next coming weeks. But if not, then you know, in, hopefully in the four years that you're three years that you're here with us uh, in Austin, Texas. So welcome, welcome, and we'll see you guys manana.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.